Passionate, driven, enthusiastic, euphoric. This is who we are as entrepreneurs. But how we leverage these incredible attributes to dream and build businesses that scale and grow is what this podcast is all about. Hello, I'm attorneypreneur Josh Brown, and welcome to Franchise Euphoria. Hello, everybody. Josh Brown here. Welcome back for another Franchise Euphoria tip of the day. Thrilled to be here. And we are going to talk about today five things to think about before you invest in a young or new franchise. This is very, very important. I've been getting a lot of people coming to me who are considering buying a very young or new franchise, becoming one of the first franchisees, thinking about the upside and and so forth, and understanding that there's more risk associated with it. Well, there's a lot of things to to, to unpack there and to chew on, but I wanted to go over five things to think about before you invest in a young or new franchise. But before we do that, want to read over three more uh, reviews uh, out of the many that we've received on the podcast. Let's see. This one says... This is from Broadway Dream 101. Great podcast for people considering getting into franchises. Five stars. Josh really knows what he is talking about. Great content really has me thinking. Well, thank you for that. I love getting people to think about what they're doing before they just dive in. Next one's from Lindsay. If you're interested in franchising, get this podcast. Very informative. Five stars. Thank you, Lindsay. Really appreciate that. Last one from, let's see, Nanette. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It says, Josh offers a great podcast on owning and operating a franchise. I've been thinking about owning a franchise for years and Josh is helping me sort through all of my questions. Five stars. Thank you for that. Really, really, really keeps me going. You know, sometimes when you're just sitting here by behind the microphone as I am, just me, my microphone, and my MacBook Pro, it can sometimes feel kind of lonely. So it it's great to hear from people. It's great to know that um, we're reaching a lot of people and having a nice impact. All right, let's dive into this tip of the day. So as I alluded to earlier, a lot of times people will look at opportunities in franchising and there'll be something will come up where usually they know the person who started the franchise and the, so the franchisors are getting going they're reaching out to people they know people who they think would be good franchisees or good early franchisees for their system and that's great i mean that's how things work you're going to go to the people who you know and trust and and think might add value to your system but let's flip it the other way around let's look at it from the prospective franchisee who is going to buy this system. What you have to remember is when you're buying a franchise and you're paying that upfront franchise fee that you're never going to get back and you're paying that continuing royalty and oftentimes you're paying a training fee and an advertising fee and you're paying for the build out of a location and a store. Traditionally, you're doing that because the brand's already in place, because the franchise has already been established. So the idea is, as opposed to you going and figuring out yourself and making all the mistakes that entrepreneurs make, you're going to go and follow somebody else's proven brand and proven model. Well, every business, every franchise has to start from square one. So what do you do about those franchises that are brand new? Well, there's really a lot 
to unpack and all of that more so than I can cover in this one tip. But I think this will help to get you started. Here are five things to think about if you are one of those people that's considering a young or newer franchise. First, you need to identify clearly and deep dive into the corporate team. Who are these people? Who are the people who are running the franchise? What are their roles? And what are the checks and balances that they've implemented thus far in the business? I am amazed at the number of new franchise systems where it's two or three people. They've now turned it into a franchise. They've gone through the legal work, paperwork, registrations, all that kind of stuff. But they that's all they've done. And now you've got three people wearing a lot of different hats. To me, that's a red flag. You got to be careful about that because you got to understand who it is that's running the franchise and what they bring to the table and what roles they're filling. Number two, infrastructure. In addition to a corporate team, what is the infrastructure of the franchise? In other words, if you as the franchisee are buying the business, who do you turn to when you have a problem? And is it the one or two people running the franchise? Because I assure you, they're going to have a lot of other things on their plate. Do they have the infrastructure in place to not only handle the selling of the new franchise systems, but the service that goes along with that, the training that goes along with that? What kind of training are you getting? You got to understand when you're being asked to pay an upfront franchise fee, that's money you're never going to get back. And in theory, that's money you're paying for something that's already been established for a brand, for the training, for the model, for the use of somebody else's mark. Well, if you're dealing with a young or newer franchise, you really got to think about that because what do they actually have? I mean, what do they actually have? Number three, what are you buying? In other words, what are you actually getting in exchange for this franchise? I find with a lot of people who are looking at young or newer franchises, they fall in love with maybe the product or the service, but that's very different from it being a good franchise investment. You can have the best product or service in the world, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a great franchise. There's a difference between having a great product, a great service, a great business, and a great franchise. Different things go into that. So you have to be really, really cognizant of what you're buying and not just pay attention to the fact that, wow, these people have created a new way to do X, Y, and Z. Well, that's wonderful, but how are you going to be able to implement that as the franchisee? That's understanding the underlying business model. That's understanding what you're actually buying and how, once you buy this system, how you're going to be able to make money because you can have the coolest ideas and the coolest products and services in the world. But if you can't effectively turn it into a franchise and effectively make it repeatable, it's worthless to a franchisee. Number four, is it proprietary? Does the franchisor have some sort of proprietary intellectual property that relates to their business? In other words, if they've come up with a new way of doing something, is that something that they have protected, possibly through a patent or through a trademark or through something where they now have some ownership interest in it? I think that's really important to consider, especially when you're buying a newer uh, franchise, because a lot of newer franchises kind of come up with new and different ways of doing things. But if it's not proprietary, some of the older 
and more established franchises in that same space can just start doing the same thing. And then they've effectively just stampeded you out of it. So if there's nothing proprietary about what you're getting into, I would think long and hard about it. And finally, and this may sound odd, but could you do it better yourself? I mean, you know, as I touched upon, when you're buying a franchise, you're doing it so that you are not going to make the mistakes that a lot of entrepreneurs make, or hopefully you're going to sidestep some of those. When you're buying a newer franchise, what you have to understand is that the people who are running this franchise are usually new to the business themselves. Yeah, maybe they've run it for a few years, but they've never run multiple locations and they've never run it on a large scale. And so that is a very, very different proposition than running one location. So always be asking yourself, could you do it better yourself? Because if you think to yourself that you can or it's a close bet, you may want to consider whether or not at this particular time it's worthwhile to invest the upfront franchise fee to continually pay that royalty that you're going to pay sometimes weekly, but at least monthly to the franchise. Because at some point in time, you're going to ask yourself, what am I getting in exchange for this? And if you can't pinpoint tangible, practical, and valuable things that you're getting from the franchisor in exchange, not only for your fee, but for your continuing royalty percentage, you're going to get frustrated and it's going to end up bad. So hopefully those tips help. I think the overall theme is that not every great business makes a great franchise. I know that sounds crazy. It's so true. Not every great business makes a great franchise. It's very, very different running one business than it is running an entire operation of multiple businesses. Uh, so there's a lot of things that play into that. Hopefully these five tips uh, really helped you. I'd love to hear from you. I mean, are you somebody who is considering a newer franchise? Reach out to me, josh at franchiseeuphoria.com. And until the next time, I wish you great success. And really on your journey as you're looking through this, take your time. I'm finding a lot of people are rushing through this process. Please don't rush through the process. If you have questions, reach out to me, josh at franchiseeuphoria.com and uh, we'll talk soon. Happy franchising. Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseeuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.